Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Beringer Ingelheim through innovative solutions, cutting edge research, and world class experts. Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. SCA Ventilation and Management Solutions. Made for farmers by farmers since 1966. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson with Carthage Veterinary Service, and I'm your host for today's episode. Joining me today from the University of Saskatchewan is Agbe Pogo. Agbe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for being here today. Thank you, too. Agbe, uh, we've had an opportunity to connect and, and talk a little bit about your research, but for the people listening to the podcast that maybe haven't met you yet, could you introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about your background? Okay, thank you. Um, so I, as you said, my name is Agbe. I came into Canada in 2017, September. I actually originate from Ghana in West Africa, and I had my undergrad there. I came to Canada to do my master's degree and I did it, I worked with Dr. Dennis Bolio at the University of Saskatchewan. We studied the um, effect of, of feeding wheat mill run in, in swine diet on greenhouse gases. So it was more sustainability related. And um, in 2020, just before uh, the end of 2020, I, I was almost done. And then I got opportunity to do my PhD also in the same university, but under a different supervisor. My current supervisor is Dr. Rex Newkirk, and um, I also work with Dr. Matthew Lowen uh, at the um, Veterinary College. Um, I've been there for two years where I am studying the, the uh, looking at gastric ulcers in pigs when, when fed uh, swine diet or when fed pea diet. I've actually, um, I've listened to this podcast and I've heard people say they grew up on farms and unfortunately, I didn't grow up on, on any farm, but my interest from with pigs and with animals in general came when I was very little, where I started liking animals. And, and so I decided to take a career in animals and, and pigs. Yeah. You and I share a similar background, Agby. Um, <laughs> I, did not, I also did not grow up in a farm. Um, in a small town, I grew up in a farming community, but also not on a farm. But I had interest with pigs, and from an early age, was, I, I never had any shortage of opportunity to work with pigs. So uh, we may have started in different places in the world, but it's always neat to see how people can come together with common interests. You mentioned ulcers, Agbe. So uh, it's the beginning of August right now as we're recording this. Ulcers are a very hot topic every summer because that's typically when we see issues. Um, could you tell us a little bit about ulcers and pigs in general? And then, you know, what's the focus of your research? What are you trying to help us better understand with ulcers and pigs? Okay, thank you very much. So um, ulcers have been, like you said, they've been a very interesting topic. When it comes to the causes of ulcers, there are thousands and thousands of causes in literature as to what causes ulcers. And, and so that is usually the headache of, of farmers and producers. But when it comes to the exact causes or things that trigger it, people cannot really pinpoint. It feels like the ulcer is it's caused, it, 
there are triggers of it. There are a number of things that triggers the ulcers. So you can't really say it's, it's, it's caused by one thing or it's caused by the other. And so that is, that is why we came up with a study. One of the reasons why we came up with a study is because um, people relate ulcers to, to diet. And, and so one of the things, aspects of diet they related to also is the particle sizes. So in Canada currently, Canada produces millions of tons of peas per year. And even though, even though most of these peas are exported or some of them are exported, and usually the downgraded part, which is not good for the human industry, is put in animal diets. Um, recently, because of the increase in plant protein and, and the interest in plant protein consumption, um, pea is one of the main ingredients for that. And so one of the results, one of the, one of the byproducts of the pea um, the, the pea from the plant protein is the air classified pea starch. This air classified pea starch is 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 very is very um, easy to get from the from the production of this pea uh, pea plant protein. However, with with sustainability and 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 the push for sustainability, this byproduct instead of ending up in the landfills, we're planning to put it in swine diet because the swine are very good converters of these byproducts into into uh, um, protein quality high quality protein however the challenge here is because the air classified piece that is very very small which it could be about 10 microns the challenge is putting them in the diet and it's triggering the ulcers and and but we do not know that for sure and so that is why we took this study. So for this study, our main aim was to investigate the physiological changes that occur when the pigs are fed the pea starch diet. So we were going to look at, in, in, into details with the experiment, we we're going to look at the acid secretion um, in the stomach when the, pea, uh, when the pigs consume the pea starch diet. And we're also going to look at the changes in gene expression, if there's any, and also changes in, in mucus expressions in the stomach. And then we're also going to look at the changes in the microbiome because some literature attribute ulcers to microbiome or, or the change in bacteria in the stomach. So we're also going to look at, have the opportunity to look at that. Now, this, the aim of this is going, to, is going to point in the direction where we can feed the, the pea starch to pigs and we're sure that they are going to be fine because some people do not see gastric ulcers as a problem. However, when it gets to like very critical stages, then um, it could cause death, but people do not see it as a problem. However, when it comes to welfare issues, it's, it's good to know that the pigs are consuming food and they are very well and healthy. So that is why we, we, we came up with a study. Very good. You know, I'm probably going to oversimplify it, uh, Agley, but um, is it true that when pigs have ulcers, it's really just a problem with an empty stomach, meaning that the particle size is the problem because the stomach clears the lower particle size feed ingredients faster than if we have a larger particle size? Is that a, is that a correct statement to make? Well, we do not know that for sure. And, and, but that is one of the hypotheses we have for our study. But we do not know that for sure. I can't say that is it for sure. 
Well, certainly there's many reasons why uh, the stomach could be empty, right? Pigs could be sick. Maybe the feeders are empty. Maybe it is a low particle size ingredient that's passing through quickly. Do you have any controls in your research that would be maybe pigs that are uh, held off feed for a period of time so that you create that empty stomach and then investigate the, the acid production, the, the microbiome, all those parameters you're measuring? So, so that is a very good question, and, and, and that leads me to the pilot study we've done so far for the, for the study, where we try to investigate the, the um, feeding pea starch diet and introducing a feed-out event, and we're trying to look at that on the general growth performance and also on the ulcers um, from the pigs. And so what we did was we gave the pigs, we, we gave them about 40% pea starch diet, and at the, in two weeks, we took the feed from them. We had three different feed outages. We had a zero um, hour where they had feed throughout. We had a 16 hour outage and then we had a 24 hour outage. Now, when we did that, after the, 20, after the 24 hours, we reintroduced the feed back to them and then we followed them to market and collected their stomachs. And what we found out was that with the 24 hour feed outages, all the pigs had ulcers. Interestingly, 83% of the pigs that were with the feed throughout that were not didn't have a feed out also had ulcers. So 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 in, in in our conclusion, one of the things we saw was that regardless of the feed outage, there was ulcers being caused. And so we were attributing it to be probably the diet. However, as I said, this is a pilot study. This is only guiding us because one of the things we wanted to find out is to investigate the physiological changes um, in, in, in the pigs due to the pea starch diet, we wanted to find out if they were even going to get ulcers from the beginning. And so that, that, answers, that answered our question of the feed outage, saying uh, blocking, blocking of, the, of the beans and the pig not having feed and everything. And that showed us that the pigs could get ulcers even without any feed outage. Excellent. And so you mentioned, uh, Agbe, that that is a pilot study. Are you doing follow-up research to further investigate that? Yes. So as, as we're currently speaking, we're, we're, having, um, um, we're currently undergoing another study where we're actually measuring, doing graded levels of, of pea starch in the diet, and we're measuring the, the performance and also looking at um, gastric ulcers in the pigs. And so we're going to come up with a more concrete answer to that, and, and we're currently doing that at the moment. Complete ventilation and farm management solutions from SCOV optimize your pig production. Having SCOV as a partner provides you with reliable, high-quality solutions. Visit scov.com for more information. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, thank you very much, uh, Agbe, for that information. We look forward to having you back on the podcast as you as you finish up that study and are able to share more information with us. Um, you know, I want to thank you, Agbe, for coming on the show, and and to everybody in our audience, thank you very much for joining us here today. Um, please, if you have not uh, subscribed to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast, um, like us so that we can show up on on recommendations when people are looking for swine related podcasts. If you haven't been to our website please visit us at swinehealthblackbelt.com. And if you're interested in coming on to the show, please don't hesitate to drop myself or anybody at the Swine It team an email. We would love to host you and, and talk about your research. 
Uh, for Agbay Pogo, I'm Dr. Clayton Johnson, and this has been Swine Health Black Belts Podcast. Thanks and have a great day. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to take a look at your research.